Yo, 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 what's up, guys? Welcome back. Welcome back to Soups and Brews. Um, I should have my homie Glasses Malone joining me in a little bit, but right now it's just me. Um, so yeah, like I said, welcome back to Hoops and Brews. Um, there's been a lot of stuff that has happened over the last time we did an episode. Um, the second round hadn't started, the, t- the second round has started now. Um, I'm looking forward to the action and B got hurt. I don't think that was a thing last time that we uh, had a conversation. So I'm looking forward to today's show. And uh, yeah, let's get into it. The first thing I personally want to talk about is because it's one of my personal favorite teams, one of my personal favorite uh, players in the NBA um, is the Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz, obviously they lost um, to the Dallas Mavericks. Um, I think that it was... It wasn't on Hoops and Brews, but I said, shout out um, Scott on his show, Ball Don't Lie. Um, I said that even if Luka Doncic doesn't play a single game in this series, I wouldn't be shocked if the Dallas Mavericks came up and beat the Utah Jazz. My main reason was because I wasn't so sure that a backcourt of Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell was going to just grossly outplay a backcourt of Spencer Dinwiddie and Jalen Bronson. And as you saw, Jalen Brunson had his coming out party. Jalen Brunson is going to get a lot of money this offseason. And Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley uh, uh, should get residuals on that check because they are part of the reason why he is going to get a lot of money this offseason uh, if he continues to trend the way he's been trending. Um, but, yeah, so obviously they lost in six. Um, they had a chance to push it to seven at the end, but Donovan missed – I don't want to say it was a wide open three, but it's kind of wide open three. Quinn Snyder called a great play, just sprung him open, um, and he missed a wide open three. Um, so if you look at the last couple of years for the Jazz, I think what well, last year they lost semifinals last year, if I'm not mistaken, it was semifinals last year. Kawhi tears his ACL, they still lose. Um, the year before, I think it was semifinals as well, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so they pretty much have been like a team that gets pretty much stuck in the um, second round so far. And again, allegedly, I know Rudy came out and said it wasn't it, it wasn't completely true, but allegedly Rudy said, I want you to pick between me or Donovan, um, which I can see why. There's also been rumors that Quinn Snyder is looking at, you know, taking the Lakers head coaching job. Again, these are all rumors. I cannot confirm nor deny any of this, but um, I think where there's smoke, there's fire. And also, I mean, even just dating back to, you know, even COVID, like the Jazz were the first – the Jazz and Rudy Gobert were the first team to – um, well, really, really what set the world off with COVID was Rudy getting a Rona. And, you know, we've been in this tailspin ever since. Um, So I do think that probably it's time to blow the Jazz up, for one, even just when you look at – um the way the Jazz play the game of basketball, right? I think that they were more offense heavy and, you know, just put everything on Rudy. Like, all right, whatever. We're going to just get all, get every shooter, every shooter that we possibly can and just funnel everything to Rudy Gobert, which is cool. But in the playoffs, especially when really, okay, really my personal issue with well, what I see when people say, oh, Rudy gets played off the court every playoff series. No, I don't necessarily think, I think it's a little bit deeper than just that. I think, one, you have two guards. Mike Conley, who is one, in his prime, he was a really, really solid defender when he played with the um, Grizzlies, you know, great and grind Grizzlies. He was a very solid defender. Mike Conley is like 34 years old now. We are we are obviously past Mike Mike Conley's prime of playing basketball. And even when he was in his prime, he was only an all-defensive player one time. I think if I'm not mistaken, in 2012, if I'm not mistaken, when Marcus O also won defensive player um, of the year that year, and probably Tony Allen was also on that basketball team as well. 
Um, no, he was, and he probably also made first team all defense, actually, if I'm not mistaken, as well. Donovan Mitchell came into the league as a defender from Louisville, but for whatever reason, just lets people walk all clean past him by him now. Their best defender that they have is Royce O'Neal. Like, I don't understand how you can have a guy who has been defensive player of the year, I think, three times, and and nobody else can make all defense. So I think a lot of the reason why people think Rudy gets played off the court, played off the court, is because he has no defensive help um, ever when it comes to the Jazz. But I'm going to bring in my homie Glasses Malone, my OG. I'm sure he has some opinions about this subject as well. Uh, Glasses, my dog. Hey, what's the deal, dog? My bad. I was doing some shit for uh, no ceilings. Saw love, saw love. Um, so basically, I want to start off the show with obviously, you know, the Jazz are one of my favorite teams. Uh, Rudy is one of my favorite players. Um, just judging off what the Jazz have done the past couple of years, do you think that this Jazz team has run its course and it's time to blow this team up, or do you think that they need to just tweak what they have, or do you think they need to, like I said, make some huge changes, trade everybody, and just start all over? Uh. The way I feel about basketball and building championships, right, is you build around the NBA's elite talents, right? You have, like, we, I think we talked about it. The MVP has been an offensive award probably since the defensive player of the year has been established. Sure. Every now and then, they might get a little, you know, frisky with it. Derrick Rose, you know, AI, where, you know, you don't have the most efficient offensive seasons from guys, but they'll be a little bit cooler. But for the most part, they're going to give it to the most – you know, incredible offensive players because that's who provides the most value as a player to the NBA, right? The the, the most offensive celebrated talents, right? Because that's what everybody comes to see is offense. For sure. Um, defensive player of the year, right, is obviously the defensive side of the ball. So I feel like when you're building championships, you build it around NBA elite talent. For sure. And Rudy Gobert is probably the most elite interior defender in the NBA by far, maybe in the sure. last 20 years. For sure. As for an sure. elite defender, right? Um, interior. Now, that doesn't mean he's a diverse defender. I don't mean you could bring him out to the perimeter and he could guard the motherfucking guard. You know, he's seven yeah. fucking three, seven four. You don't mean you could always pop him out on small forwards and he's going to have the most success. But when it comes to protecting that rim consistently, altering shots and making sure the looks aren't there, Rudy Gobert is, is one of the best to ever do it, right? For sure. Um, I think Donovan Mitchell was an above average offensive player. But again, he's not an NBA elite offensive player. player. So I think at that point, no different than, let's say, the Detroit Pistons from 04. You know, I think you start to build it around that, right? Even when Dallas couldn't figure it out, right, through through Dirk Nowitzki's, you know, amazing offense as an offensive talent, this MVP, right? They finally get Tyson Chandler, who emerges as one of the better defensive players to ever play basketball, right? Then you 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 find Jason Kidd. This is definitely a, a elder version of Jason Kidd, but Jason Kidd, Kidd has always been a two-way threat. Sure. So he can help from the offensive side of the ball as a playmaker. And he's a monster as a guard on the defensive end, right? And then at that point, you can defend the perimeter to some degree at a high level, like Chris Paul and Jason Kidd at this point in their career. And then you could defend the interior with Rudy Gobert and Tyson Chandler. So 
I think they have to make a decision. And the decision I think they should make is you have to let Donovan go. I agree. You have to let Donovan go. Like, if you allow Rudy Gobert, you, you have an NBA elite talent. That is so rare. How many people in the league get an MVP or a defensive player of the year? Yeah. How many teams three even have that? And he's, he's three of them, three times. Yeah. So I, I think the the it, it depends. If you want to sell seats, I understand why you keep Donovan Mitchell. He's a pretty good star in the NBA, you know, offense sells seats. You'll do good. If you want to compete for a championship, you have elite talent there. So I think it's their decision. Obviously, I'm a I'm a Laker, so I'm about championships. So I would keep Rudy. I'd be looking to trade Donovan for, you know, like I told you before, Shea Gilders Alexander, uh, uh, maybe to maybe to the Raptors and try to get a uh 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 what's the brother the power for? They got so many of them six, six, seven, six, eight guys with seven foot three, four wings, but you could pick a couple. For sure. I, I'd be looking to around Rudy Gobert. I'd look to hide his weaknesses of not being diversity, which is not weakness to me. He's 7'4", so why the fuck would he be guarding a guard? So a guard. I would, and, I'd be looking and, to and, and also, he can do it decently. Like, he can do it. Four guys 7'4". Yeah, four guys 7'4". He can do it decently. Like I was yeah. saying before you logged on, right? How... Do you have a guy who's won defense player of the year three times, if I'm not mistaken? He's in the running every single year, and no teammate can make even second team all defense. Oh, they don't have any defense. That must mean you have terrible. Like, cause I would, cause yeah. me, I, I, I would assume if you have a guy like Rudy behind you, that should already make you a better defender because you have a guy like that behind you. So how do you have this guy behind you and can't none of y'all even get the best defender? The best defender that they have is Royce O'Neal. And, and that's and not gonna I, get it done. And I think Mike was a good defender at one time. He was, but I also don't think I think Quinn is a two-way guy, so he don't necessarily draw up the greatest stuff. But they're a horrible defensive team outside of Rudy Gobert. I agree. And and so I think it's easier, you know, any great, any great NBA elite that's been able to win championships, right? Even, uh, um, you know, um. Let's say last year with uh, Giannis, Drew unlocked the perimeter defense, right, as a great perimeter defender. So now you have a great interior defender, right, and a guy who pop out and guard the wing a little when necessary, and you have a great perimeter defender, right? That's a compliment. Uh, before that, right, you had the compliments of Kawhi yeah. Leonard and, and, and Gasol at that point, who was in his twilight, but, you know, this was a defensive player of the year. And you had some good things to go around. Um, before that, in Golden State, right, you had the perimeter defense of Klay Thompson and the interior defense of Draymond Green. And then you was able to have Steph play the passing lanes as a thief and and Kevin Durant to, to shot block. Before that, with LeBron James, you know, you had LeBron James. Again, this, this goes back historically. For sure. I mean, even to the Showtime Lakers where – like I just was saying, one of the greatest travesties, one of the greatest travesties in Laker history is Michael Cooper's jersey isn't retired. Michael retired. Cooper was just as instrumental to every Showtime title, right, as James Worthy. For sure. You know, at minimum, if For and sure. probably more instrumental. You know what I mean? I like Clay Thompson is one of my favorite players of all time, but Draymond Green is more instrumental to the title than Clay Thompson. I argue with people about that all the time, but yeah. But, so, yeah. 
and I know it's unpopular, but it's true. Again, we I get it as a general fan. Like we we live our whole lives believing in the countdown, right? Of three, two, one, shoot the shot. But there's defense to stop the other team. You know, so you have a chance to win the game. You have to stop the other team. Like nobody's gonna score all night. So if you are not the guys stopping the other guy, you feel me? Then guess what? You always playing catch up. But if you can get a stop, then that one basket can mean something. And I think historically, building around the NBA's elite, that's how they've won titles since the late '80s. You know, the last the last great guy who didn't get an independent award, you know, that they were able to build a title around, right? Was uh, uh, um. DJ out of Compton, Dennis Johnson, rest in peace, yeah. right? Not the version that played with the Celtics. That was an older version. Honest DJ version. from Compton went to Dominguez High School. Dennis Johnson was cold. And they put him with Seattle, you know, Jack Sigma and a couple guys, yeah. and they were able to win a title. People didn't realize as a guard, DJ averaged like three or four blocks in the finals. Yeah. As a guard. And and they went back-to-back finals, too. They just won yes. one last one. Their defense was, like, destructive. You know what I mean? And I think he's a big reason why they was like, yo, we need to move forward on the defensive player of the year. That needs to be a conversation. And after, you know, it's been no, it's no, it's been no confusion. For sure. So whether you're building around NBA's elite, right? Offense, right? You got a guy that's an MVP, right? You need to put some guys as first team, especially offense. Offense is hard to build a winner around that. So let alone like if you keep Donovan to build a winner around that, it's gonna it's be hard. tough. Because it's, it's hard to build around a winner around one MVP. For one, uh, for one, for one, I don't think Donovan's offense is that special. Like again, I, I no. think we've seen again. I think we have seen many Donovan Mitchells throughout history. I even said last episode he kind of reminds me of a guy like Monte Ellis. And I don't know, I don't know True. if a lot of our viewers are old enough to remember Monte Ellis, but Monte Ellis was nice. Like yeah, Monte yeah. Ellis averaged like twenty five points in the yeah. National Basketball Association before, but. Again, he's a guy who's about six one, six two. Relies a lot on um his um athletic, uh, powerness. He can't really play point guard, so that already unless you're gonna get a guard who a point guard who's like six six. How many six six point guards do they do they really make? Your backcourt is gonna be small, meaning you're probably gonna have to at least get your you know your forward is gonna have to be six eight, six nine to just have a good you know size amount of team. So good. I'm with you. I think you can find more Donovan Mitchell. You're not going to find a guy, Rudy Gobert, who is undoubtedly the best paint defender in the NBA. You're not going to find that. That's a, that's an easier role to build around. Like I can tell you what to get with that. Okay, go get me some 3 and D defenders. Maybe get somebody who 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 um who else could score and give me about 22, 23 points, but give me some more defenders. Yeah, I, what, I would – no different than when Larry Brown, what they realized they had with – Ben Wallace, you know, Ben Wallace, and you, you got Tayshaun Prince, you know, you, you got Chauncey Billups. That's how you build the winner. Everybody else, you just need to play a little defense and a little offense. A little offense. You know, Rashid Wallace, I was just talking to somebody, the credit that he gets for the Pistons, Is you know, success. I rock with Rashid, but it's outrageous. Me too, but Tayshaun Prince deserves that. That's fair. You know what I mean? Tayshaun Prince is the most, and it's funny because they give it to Chauncey Billups, and I'm like, nah, it's Tay. Tay was like, like, even when they won their championships, the job yeah, Tay was doing on Kobe was yeah. sickening. Yeah. I mean, Tay had that length, that versatility as a defender, and Tay is from Kansas. So that's just real business. And I think you build winners around that. You know, you you go get this man a guy that could be first team, you know, all defensive as a wing. You go get a guard 
who could become an all-defensive guard. Like I said, Shea Gilders Alexander. You try to get Mike Brown. You get some defense to go with this defense, and you get some buckets, man. You 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 can steal a championship in Utah for the first time. You know what I'm saying? They was running out Donovan Mitchell and Jordan Clarkson and Jalen Brunson. I like Jalen Brunson. I think Jalen Brunson is a very good basketball player. But the way they made Jalen Brunson look, Jalen Brunson could pull up that footage to get a hundred million dollars from somebody, and 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 Donovan Mitchell and Jordan Clarkson should get fucking royalties. <laughs> off that hundred million dollars for the way they made that man. They look. made Brunson look like they boy, made Brunson like Isaiah Thomas like or something. Luca and came in and, and that was no drop off. Yeah. That was like no drop off. <laughs> that should not happen. I like Taylor Brunson. That shouldn't happen. And then yeah. everybody blaming Rudy. I'm like, bro, if like, gee, I'm seven three. If I got to help to the corner, you getting beat all the time. Like, bro, you have to take some pride in guarding your man. It's only so much I could do, especially when the court is spread out five wide. It's only so much I and could I'm do. And I'm 7'4". And I'm 7'4". And then also, again, I know people talk about Rudy's offensive game. Do I think Rudy is offensively skilled? He's okay. Number one, offensive rebound is a part of offense. Screen setting is a uh, is a uh, part of offense. He's probably one of the best screen setters. A, a very willing screen setter. He will set screens all game rolling, don't get the ball. Yeah. He's a very willing screen and don't setter. don't complain. And don't, and don't complain ever. So... Again, and also, I don't think that they even do a good job of manufacturing offense for him. Like, I even remember, I think when he took, what, one shot, I think he took in one game. He took one shot in one of those games. They came out and ran like a punch play for him. Bro, why are you running a punch play for Rudy Gobert? Yeah, he messed up. He probably ain't got that play all season. Throw the man a lob. Do something else. So, just just running this subject out, it's, I, I personally think, yes, it's time for Utah to try to, to try to do something different. I think they went a little bit too offensive heavy. And I think it backfired on them because again, you can't just allow you, 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 you in the gotta have elite talent, man. And when you have elite, but that's the whole problem. The problem is building around Donovan or building around Rudy. It's like, obviously you need a player better than Donovan Mitchell on offense. (laughs) For sure. So at that point, if you're not going to get a better than Donovan Mitchell on offense, you know what I mean? Then what are we doing? Like you can't get guys worse than Donovan Mitchell is on offense. Because again, with, because again, with Donovan's height, the way he plays his size, he will always run into at the highest levels. When you get deeper in the playoffs, somebody who can stop him. Yeah. Always. It's It's, it's only so many Steph Curry's and it gets tough for even, even for the greatest player under six foot six, he gets gets tough tough for Steph sometimes. Tough. Yeah. Tough Steph. So, but again, this is the best guy ever under this size. And Donovan Mitchell would be so far down the list of guys <laughs> under 6'6. Six, six. Would he probably be like in a 40 through 50? 50 through 60? At, at high? Yeah, I'm because I, I mean the best guy under six foot three is I mean six foot six is Steph Curry. Yeah, then you um, D Wade somewhere in there. D Wade is before, right there. Isaiah uh, Thomas uh, is somewhere in there. Boy from the Ball. Celtics. That nobody talk about Koozie is somewhere there. Yeah. Uh the other boy for the Celtics that nobody talk about. Uh they small four was about six four, six five. Uh Sam Jones? No, no, no. Hondo. Huh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Hondo. Hondo. Russ is somewhere in there. I, I think Russ is somewhere yeah, in there. Russ is there. Russ is somewhere Leak in is there. there. And and yeah, it's, 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 we it's, talking it's, about and we talking about Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell is not like yeah, no, yeah, no, I no, can get no, you some no, other people. Not, not, not in front of none of those guys. I can't not in front of John Stockton, not in front of Chris Paul. I'm going to get you them hard away first. Yeah, we ain't got the Gary Paytons. We ain't, yeah, we ain't got the Gary Paytons. We ain't got a lot of other kids. people before I get to Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, like, we said, baby. How many shooting guards will be before Donovan Mitchell? Mitchell? There's a long list of people that might be before Donovan Mitchell. For sure, I know 10 right off the rip. 
And there's probably gonna be another team. Joe Dumars. There's a there's a lot of yeah, people. Joe Dumars is in front of Donovan Mitchell. It's yeah, a it's lot. It's, it's yes, yes. Bas basically, yeah. in theory, it's a lot of people we get to beat before we get to Donovan Mitchell. So if this is you playing to build your franchise around games, games, yeah, D Rose. If so this is you, if you're gonna build your franchise around to actually attempt to win games, I don't think this is what you want to do. But yeah. moving on, um, Warriors, Grizzlies. Obviously, they played game one already. Uh, Draymond got kicked out the game. Um, what do you think about first of all? What did you think about game one? And then you what just needed that game. I thought that game was all them. set up for them. That game was set up for them. I almost feel like the NBA tried to help them win the game. How they they had they had Steph yeah, they in like foul trouble. Game, right? They had somebody else in foul trouble. They kicked Draymond out at halftime. You feel me? It was set up for them, and they didn't win that game. But Ja is a super amazing athlete for sure. He's a decent basketball player, but he's an unbelievable athlete. But he's got to so get you combine game. an unbelievable athlete with a decent basketball player, you're gonna have a really good really, basketball yeah, really good basketball player. player. Yes, right? a really good guy. So, but I think what happens is right is honestly for me, as the game went on, pedigree started to show for sure, right? Because I I, I think we talked, and I was like in the first three rounds, I'm like, man, Memphis gotta win this game, like they're they're in control. Hey, I, I was like, no, they don't have like, to win You can't see. He's like, no, sir. no, G. No, 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 no. I'm like, man, look, they're game. in control. They lost Drake no. Money. Like, yeah, they did. Not still. Not. And I just couldn't believe it because I'm like, yo, they defense. And sure as shit, you was right. Like, that pedigree started to show. That experience started to show at the very end. And even the monster that they're raising Jordan Poole to be. For you sure. know what I'm saying? Like. I just had a conversation with somebody about that. Like we was talking about the Warriors. What should they do after? And this was fresh after watching that game. And I'm like, you can't really split up the splash brothers. Like you, you have to move clay to the three. I'd like, you got to think Steph is 34 now. Probably clay's best position at this point. At this, this point, you know, off two years off injuries, 33 years old, you move him to the three. It's not a ton of rangy threes. Like I think he can guard BI challenge BI enough. I don't think BI would kill him in a matchup. Um, yeah, isn't fleet of foot enough to to yeah, to, yeah. and it's funny because I tell the homies all the time, like, man, he got semen in his shoes, but he's a skilled dude. Yeah, he's cold, um, he's not fleet of foot enough. But it, that was their game to win, and they didn't get it done. So I, I think I, I I think, like I said, everything was in position for them to win. Everything was in position, like they had Steph out the game early. Clay out the game in foul trouble early. They had everybody yep. in foul trouble. They got rid of Dre. Feel me? They ever, it was their game. And but here, but here, here, here's my thing with the uh, Grizzlies. Number one, they shouldn't be in the series. Number one, Minnesota should be in the series. If Minnesota had any fucking brain, if if they had any brain, like the last time I remember seeing a team. Lose that many. Remember the Blazers Warriors series when the Blazers won the conference finals and uh the uh, uh when uh KD wasn't there, they were up 15 every single game and lost a 15 point lead the, every single game. every single game. That's the only time I can remember a team literally just losing leads. They lost a 20 point lead twice in one game to get down 20 twice in one game. Something is going wrong. I'm telling you what it is. What's going on? When I first met y'all, we had this conversation. And everybody feel like glasses is defensive heavy. Minnesota don't play enough defense. And if you're playing against other dudes who, who, who you know, will strap up, 
eventually you'll find your offense. For sure. You got to get stops. And that's the problem. Minnesota is built and geared to be an offensive juggernaut. Feel me? They do got Pat Bev, but they don't have really no other defenders on the floor. They have the defense and athleticism of Anthony Edwards that's not developed yet. But they don't have a really good defense. I think they and have. the problem is that would be you really won't get stops. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think they had pieces that would be really like Vanderbilt. I like Vanderbilt. I like uh, McDaniels. I, I, I like the left that they have. But right now, as of today, they don't have the defense that's needed to 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 win these games. Because, again, most of the guys that they have are streaky. Again, Cat, I fuck with Cat. But Cat not shooting 40% throughout the whole playoff series from three. You're not doing that. Anthony Edwards. I like Anthony Edwards. You're not going to shoot that way throughout the whole playoff series. And D'Lo, he's not going to do that either. So all of their guys are just streaky offensive players. And again, if you're not going to play enough defense, then yeah. So my point is with 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 Memphis, I didn't think like if if, if like that series was so entertaining because it was a lot like college basketball, yeah. where it's like yo anything can happen because both y'all are just dumb. Like neither one of y'all are smart. It's just like a dumb offense who's just not going to be even in the a game against the Warriors, right? When they were back up. Of Ja and Ja made those two quick early threes, which are probably the worst thing that happened to Ja Morant in that game. Him making those two early threes because now he's like, Oh, y'all gonna back up off me, bet. And, and you know, like, I'm Reggie Miller on y'all. And, and, and I look, I love Ja, got the pride, I love Ja, but relax, brother. It's a reason that they leaving you open, it's a reason that they that they doing things like that. So, again, like it just came down to the Warriors. The Warriors just play smarter than some basketball teams, bro. That's it. They just play smarter. And then also, I think in that game, Draymond getting kicked out helped them somewhat because they realized, oh, shit, now all of us have to go rebound. We all have to go do that. We can't, if we're going small, or if we're going to put Looney in the game, and then we go small, we all have to crash the boards. I thought Gary Payton Jr., well, well no, Gary Oh, Gary man, Payton Gary Payton Jr. was phenomenal. Played incredibly. Played, played incredibly. Um, and again, I don't know where I would I would love to see where Memphis goes from here, but I don't know where they go from here. I think game two can either be a really they can maybe win game two. I think game two are the best chance that they have to win a basketball game because after that, they're not winning one and they're going to get swept or they might come out of game two and get blown out. Just even judging off the way John looked when he missed the game winning, he stood there for a very long time like he was in shock and couldn't believe that he missed it. Also, with John Morant, love John Morant, one of my personal favorite players in the in the in the um NBA. But in my personal opinion, especially if this is the roster that they're going to have because you're in Memphis. Obviously Memphis I don't think is a huge free agent destination. Also, I don't know how much the organization wants to pay for free agents. Um I don't think Memphis has anybody who knock down drag out you can count on to get a bucket from anywhere. I don't think they have a three-level scorer on the court. If Ja Morant is not going to get an in-between game, then they need to upgrade over Dylan Brooks. But John Morant, in my personal opinion, granted, it's only year three. But the way he shoots, the way he shoots the ball, like just the form, I don't know if he'll ever be able to have a good off-the-dribble like shot. Just kind of like a push shot, the way he shoots the ball. I don't know if he'll be have, able to have a good one, which hinders him, especially in late-game situations. Like I know people are talking about like – Yeah, when defense. everybody stopped giving up the lane. Yeah, like talking about the defense stuff play. Bro, the whole world knew he was going to the rim. Yeah, that's what the whole, the whole world he was going to the rim. But isn't that dope? Like Steph, who started off as like people felt the liability on defense, like not anymore. He's got sturdy enough to where it's like I'm smart enough to play defense, and he gets to stop. For sure, 
For sure. That was pretty sweet. I was for sure. I was happy for that dude, man. That was dope to get for him to get that stop. Even Clay, yeah. like Clay, who's like he's like, bro, I, I've done this too many times. You're not gonna get this. You're look not gonna know. You know, you're not. You're not gonna get this look on me. First of all, it's four seconds left. You you're starting from the backcourt, meaning I know you want a running start to the rim. I'm just gonna excuse me, double you. You're not gonna throw a lob because it's fucking one second left. Who does that? Also, Josh, somebody who wants the glory. Number one. On the play when Steph, when he got, when they collapsed the defense, the whole field, the whole court was wide open. Ja was like, no, nah, me. So, again, I just think the this this series, I, look, the Grizzlies play hard. I think they have a bright future ahead of them. But this series right now. They're a good coach. They coach, yeah, they coach, coach, man. But right now, it just comes down to IQ. And I don't think the Grizzlies has has have 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 the act have the or, or the experience or the experience took took a peak. What I think went to what four straight finals, five straight finals. Man. How many was it? You don't have like you haven't been in, in those in, in those you ain't even seen seasons. what this looked like. You don't even know what forty eight minutes really looked, looked like, like at this bro. level. Like they went two to I think it was what tied two two going back to Golden State playing against Braun. Like you ain't been in that situation. You ain't been down three one, lost the lead. You ain't you haven't seen the things that they've seen to be able to do the things that they would do. So I think it's cute. I think the season has been great by Memphis. Uh, I think it's you know it's it's cool to see all the rappers there. You know the Memphis culture to being kind of put on you know uh, uh, front stage for everybody. But as far as this series, yeah, probably going gonna get what going yeah, home. This 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 all you getting uh bag. It's all you getting bag is the second round bag. Y'all going home, brother. Going home. Going home. My so, bad. Bag, y'all going home. Yo, y'all going home, baby. Y'all going home. Y'all all going, going to Cancun together after this series. <laughs> Go make an album. Yeah, man. It's all good. Put John there. Facts. But moving on, series that hasn't started yet. Uh, the first game will be tonight. I'm actually very interested to see the series. Um, Suns Mavericks. Uh, so I'm gonna ask you your opinions. First of all, who do you think is gonna win? How many games? And what do you think are some things that we should look for uh while watching this series? You know, it's funny. I, I like the Mavs before the playoffs started, probably with 12 games left. I thought they could be the sleeper team. But what I realized was if they end up running into the Suns or the Warriors and every and they're healthy too, they have great wing. Both teams have great, great. wing defenders. Yeah. Both teams. The Suns have great wing defenders. And they're a great defensive unit together. The Warriors, same way. So it's like, I, I like their chance. I like the Mavs' chances a lot better against the Warriors than the Suns, because the Suns got those really rangy guys in the center. You know what I mean? You can go Jay Crowder. You can go to the runner-up defensive player of the year. I think there's gonna be moments where, like Luca, right? Who who he didn't look one hundred percent, but he didn't look horrible. Yeah, for right. Sure. Like I think when he pop out on Aiden, like who is your mismatch? Like Luca shuffles, I, I've criticized Luca for this, and I get it. I understand this is smart basketball, but I watched Luca take, you know, five seconds left in the shot clock to shuffle through defenders. Yeah. The problem with the Suns is, through. man, you're not really going to get a favorable match. Who is your, who is their favorable matchup? I guess for him, Chris Paul. You and and I don't even like that. Chris Paul is one of the smartest defenders. defenders yeah. In the history of the NBA, even as an older man, the nigga is, you know, he's a brilliant man. You feel me? I don't like, I'm not really into dude, but like he's a brilliant smart. player he's top smart. to bottom. You know what I'm saying? So where's your, like, wh where are you going to shuffle through the matchup to get your offense going? That's not available here. There's not the Clippers. There's no Reggie Jackson to pick on. There's no, uh, uh, uh what's the big boy they got from us from the Lakers? Um, the Clippers, yeah. the Clippers got from us, uh, the center. Zubak, 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 Zubak. Yeah, Zubak. There's none of that there. Yeah. 
Aiden is 6'11. He can guard. Like you, you like you're six, seven, six, eight. You're not that fast. He can guard. Like you're I mean, you're going to run into a different type of defender. I mean, that so bubble scene. Once you so once you shuffle, it's not like I expect the Suns to do bad things to the Mavs at this point. My thing is this, and all right, let's say okay, you you get a couple things on 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 um Aiden. You gonna play small with DeAndre Aiden? Now, I like Rudy, but Rudy ain't got nowhere near the offensive game of DeAndre Aiden. Aiden, if they gave him the ball, is a 20 and 10 guy every single night. Hands down. At, at, 60, at 60, 62, 63 percent. Yes, yes. yes. And, and still playing NBA's great defense. defense top defense. level. So there's no real there's there's I don't think there's an advantage on the court that, that the Dallas Mavericks have. Like even a guy like Devin Booker, right? I think when I think even Rudy Gobert compared Donald Mitchell to Devin Booker, Devin Booker will take pride in his defense. Devin yeah. Booker is insane. Yeah, he gonna go. Like, he's he's insane. He's like, gonna try, he, even if he don't have it figured out or he don't got he the advantages. Try. He, he gonna, gonna try. He gonna that. Damn but that's try. my point. Like, like book is not a miss. Like book is a mismatch for you, but not enough. Like he's for a sure. he's a rangy guy. He's a six five, six foot six guy, six ten, six eleven wingspan. You know, and they have a great. You know, they have a great team. And, and somebody did make a point. Booker's not 100%. It doesn't matter. Like, they can guard every level, man. They For can sure. guard. That's the problem. The Mavs have a really good defensive scheme going as a team. I think Jason Kidd did great things with their defense. You know, but the problem is, once you stop Luka Doncic, you feel me, or, you know, Brent, like all of that shit that's happened, their offense will be null and void. That's the sure. problem. Dallas offense is going to struggle so badly because it's built around a certain type of game. And you're playing against really great defenders inside and out with Phoenix. Also, the also guys like Jalen Brunson, Spencer Den with Luka himself, they're going to have to guard, which is going to take yeah. energy away from them. Like, I don't think yeah. maybe outside of Crowder, it's the only person who's going to stand in the corner and just wait for the three. Like again, they would they they would get away with putting Luca on Rudy. And first of all, the Jazz don't pass Rudy the ball anyway. You can't put Luca on DeAndre. First of all, he'll probably end up getting six fouls. Number one, you yeah. put him on DeAndre. Aiden. Number number one, he'll probably foul out the game. Number two, he's gonna have to guard Aiden. Now I know the Suns go through periods of times in which you know they don't give Aiden the ball either, but it ain't the same way that the that 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 the Jazz just ignore Rudy. Jalen Brunson, you are gonna have to guard Chris Paul. Yeah, you gonna have to guard Devin. Ain't Bull. no freebies he, over here. Ain't no, even if Devin Booker ain't 100%, if he's 65%, you're going to have to guard him. Because Devin Booker at 65% is still trying to score 25 points a night. You're going to have to guard that man. So even some of the rest that you were able to get on, you know, Utah, because they got a guy, they got guys who just swing the ball around the perimeter and like to just shoot threes off of, you know, dribble uh, dribble penetration. That's not the same with, you got to guard campaign. If campaign yeah, come in the game, And they will slash and, and, and destroy So, I think the I think the Mavs have a good team scheme. I think they defend well together, but I just think the Suns are a better defensive team. I think they they guard better individually. I just think there's no way the Mavs offense could really be much like um, five or six, if not a sweep. Like I would if, probably, yeah. if it was a sweep, I wouldn't be surprised because I just don't really see how the Mavs win. I would say Suns at five. I'll give. I will put respect on Luca and give him a game. Yeah, I, I just. Like I, I think he has one of his hardest playoff series ever. Only because every like this is not the Warriors. Now, if it's the Warriors, maybe you screen off and you get Steph Curry enough. Maybe you screen off, you get Poole a couple times. Maybe you screen off and get who is the center they're using all the time? Um, Looney. 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 Maybe you screen off and get Clay, Porter. who's a bit trying Otto, to find yeah. his his speed. You know you. You, you, Clay is a real smart defender and he's a size guy, but I'm saying maybe that. 
outside of you know just Draymond. Yeah, yeah. The Suns are not like that. Chris Paul is a one of the greatest defensive point guards, probably a top ten defensive point guard of all time, maybe top five. Chris Paul is like serious. You know, um, Book is probably the worst defender on the court, and he's still a six five six six rangy guy, yeah. right? You start talking about Payne or. Any of those other guys, man, it's curtains, dog. Like Aiden, you're not good. Like you're not getting what you think you're gonna get with Aiden, dog. Aiden can defend. You're not getting it with Jay Crowder. You're not getting it. It's, it's pain. Pain is starting, right? No, uh, no, 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 no. It's the Paul, guy that's uh the guy that actually was a runner up for defensive player of the year starting. Yeah, Bridges. Bridges. Like dog. Yeah, you. This is bad, bro. Like so, facts. that's how their offense runs. Their offense runs through shuffling, through mismatches. You know, outside of Luca being hurt, but Brunson, like, he's not gonna do nothing to these kind of guys. These yeah. motherfuckers could defend for sure. So again, sure. you shuffling, looking for Devin Booker is probably not gonna work out for you. You know what I mean? Also, with the way Luca plays, I great. I think Luca is a fantastic player, but Luca is a dribbler. Like you could even tell in like the uh, uh, Jazz Dallas series. Like, bro, the ball been moving without you. They've they been playing great basketball. He come back and just forget he got teammates for two minutes at a at a at a, a time and dribble the whole shot clock down and take a bad uh step back three, which slows the offense down. So again, Luca also dribbles a lot. And the way he plays again, if you can get the ball out of Luca's hands, he's not gonna move around and come back and get it. He's gonna stand there. So yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't think this series bows well for the Mavericks. So this was the worst matchup they could have uh, yeah, had. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So Honestly, a sweep wouldn't even surprise. I wouldn't be like, oh my God. Like I'm like I'm hopeful that they can win two games. But in real life, it's something that they probably get swept or a gentleman sweep. It's they're just totally mismatched. Like they don't have what the Suns have. But I do appreciate this year they defended well, better as a team. I think they've done some things to help Lucas offense a lot more. They just happen to be on the wrong side of the playoff tree. Okay, so question. As we're talking about the Mavericks, for you, what could the Mavericks add? To be an actual championship contender, what do you think they can add to do that? What what do they need to be a championship contender in your mind? Well, it's weird, right? Because I think Luka Doncic is very much early LeBron James, mm-hmm. right? Offensively, but again, I'm one of those guys that's been on records a thousand times saying LeBron James' offense is super celebrated, rightfully so. But his defense is yeah. that's the thing that people don't really pay attention to because he doesn't do it consistently. So sure. in those moments, you will see it, and it looks like it could be the greatest shit you ever saw in your life. You know what I'm saying? That's so why he was defensive player of the year. It's a weird thing, right? Because it's like having Dirk Nowitzki, right? Right, without the defense. So I would think immediately, right? You need a defensive player of the year, right? You need a defensive player of the year. I think you need a. Uh... <sighs> Man, it's tough. I think you need to change your guard. I think you need a super stout defensive guard to, that still could play and score. You know, uh, like he needs to be with Jason Kidd is defensively, but still be a little bit better at scoring the ball probably than Jason Kidd was. Who is that then? Yeah, I don't know if that person exists. Maybe it's Chris Paul. <laughs> Chris Paul or, you know, somebody. You need something. Yeah, you sure. need a lot. You need a lot with that particular team, you know, to make it work. Fair. Um, I think kid got the right scheme. I, I I wonder if kid could be, you know, the guy to coach him to it. He does a great job, but I think you need a guard dog that could really defend and score. Still, I think you need a really super duper monster defensive player interior, right? And um, 
couple, you know, decent three and D guys that could play at the highest level. It's just you need a lot. You need, like Dirk, like Dirk needed Dirk some need shit. Was it like Jason Kidd? It was a first All ballot Hall of Fame before you ever played with him. Yeah, Tyson Chandler was literally a year away from Defensive Player of the Year. John Marion, which was yeah, I mean, Sean Marion was a super wing. I, I think he needs guys like that to to have a winner. And I just, you know, maybe Dallas, but then you know they don't do a good job with like Rudy Gobert types because you got to move. You know, you have to move. Well, you nah, I think Luca can make Rudy work. Sure, sure, yeah, because he's a center. Yeah, for sure. I think Not Luka a power four, but, yeah. you know, if you think about it, it's Luca plays from this weird place. And it's like where I've always been really critical of LeBron, right, where you're spreading out your power forwards, right? You, you're, you're spreading out your power forwards. You're moving your shooting guard into a, a, a wing position, right, a real yeah. – small forward position, your shooting guard, your power forwards in the corner, your center's there. The problem is, right, the limited possessions. Yeah, for sure. Right? You immediately challenge possessions. Everybody on the defensive end could close out and rebound better. So I think that's a thing that's underrated with that style of game. Excuse me, not underrated, but not talked about. Where you got your where you got your front court player crashing the cup. Also, you know and everybody spread it. Those players are just hard to find. Like it's like it's like it's like it's like it's hard to find a guy who's six nine can shoot threes, but also can defend the paint consistently. Like, I just was talking about that to the homies, and I was saying that's why the Pelicans need to keep developing Herb. Like you got to develop that. You got to develop Herb, John. Yeah, I develop that right now. Actually, I, before we before we, I'm gonna keep this graphic up, and I'm gonna just cut out this section. Because Isaac was going to put this on the rundown. If Zion comes back to this team next year, and he's just, but let's just assume he's healthy, he's good, and he looks like the 2020 21 Zion, and you know, he's on the court. How good do you think this Pelican team, this Pelicans team could be next year? I think, I think they could be a top four team next year if Zion comes back and he's healthy. Um, probably not. I think they'll be a top, I think they'll be up there. They may be five. I, think they could be I, I don't four think teams. they have a true identity, right? I think. I've, I've said this ample times, and everybody think I'm crazy because we all love Brandon Ingram. He's a Laker kid. I love B.I. because he's a roughneck, cold stud, you feel me? But his feet is heavy. I don't think you surround transition phenoms with heavy feet players. You know what I'm saying? I, I think C.J. can run. Everybody think I'm crazy. I'm like, I think C.J. can run. That works out. I think you can move C.J. to guard. I think you move Herb in that lineup. I think you can have a running team to complement Zion's ability as a transition player. Mm -hmm. I, I would move Herb into that star lineup and I'd be looking to trade B.I. That sounds spicy to people, but I would be looking for wing, like 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 longer limb guards, right, that could defend and shoot, right, and guys that could run. You, you, like right now, your offense is finna go through Zion. Your offense is not going to go through Brandon Ingram. Your for offense sure. is not going to go through uh, C.J. Your offense is going to go through one of the most Phenomenal young offensive talents to ever come in the NBA. For this sure. dude is shooting 60%, 24 points, 11, 10, 11, 12 rebounds. I mean, that's where your offense is going to go through. So you need guys, Herb, that you move him up into the starting lineup, CJ guys that can shoot, compliment, and run. First off, if nothing else, this dude eating so goddamn much, he need to be running every night. He need to be running, <laughs> feel me, 38 minutes of the 48 minutes. You get him out there running. So I think the hardest thing that people don't want to hear is you have to trade B.I. I think B.I. is the setback for him. I think with B.I. there and Zion, there's always conflicting ideas. It's always conflicting ideas. I, I mean, yeah. and 
you know, like the Showtime Lakers, right? When you had Magic, who was this super transition phenom, right? You surrounded it with James Worthy, you know, Byron Scott, Michael Cooper, Kurt Rams, AC Green, guys that was going to run the floor and, you know, showcase the stuff. And then Cap was dope because Cap shot 55%. That yo half cover guy, even if he didn't run, he shot 55%. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's gonna give you 20 buggers. BI still is a skilled guy who got to work into his look. He got to dribble the ball to get going, get his rhythm. That's not you don't really want that. Like you, you, you really would be looking for guys who's who high efficient, you know, in the in the paint mm-hmm. Fair. to make Fair. that work. So I think I don't I don't think I could see them being a one through four team. I mean, I could be wrong. I think, they I think their offense would never truly, you know, get where it should be because I think that, like, I don't think, it, I think it'll be tough for them to be a one through four team. I think it's always going to be tough because they don't run. They don't run enough for their offense. I think it has the potential to be clunky, but I trust Willie Green as a coach. And also I like the pieces. My thing is, can you get Zion to play defense? Yeah, hell yeah. Can you get him to play defense? Because the last coach did not. So if Willie Green can get Zion to play defense, I think I think there will be enough transition opportunities because they'll get so many steals and they'll get so many blocks. Um, and even a guy like like if Zion get a rebound, he pushes it up court um, immediately. And I do think and there, there will come times in the half court where Bi can um, excel. But I do think their offense has the potential to get clunky because it's not just one thing the whole time. But I think in a regular season. They could manufacture that and get to like a fourth seed. When I just when I look at the West, I think it'll be tough. I think if they got the fifth seed, what was he at? Tenth seed this year? Ninth seed? Ninth. They would. They, they I think. Uh, I think. Year. I think Zion makes them automatically a fifth seed team. I just <laughs> think. I think the offense doesn't work as smoothly as it should. You know what I mean? But I think it does work. I think they look a lot like a better version of the Timberwolves. But I think the problem is when you don't have an identity of how it goes, it makes sense. That's fair. Um, moving along, another series that starts today. Obviously, there was huge news with Joel Embiid breaking his orbital bone in his face. I'm like something happens to Joel Embiid every single year, and like it's I don't even know if it's always his fault. It's like you got smacked by Siakam's elbow clean in the face, up 20 in a closeout game. Whatever. But Sixers, Heat, uh, what do you expect from this series? Obviously, I think they say Embiid is coming back in games three and four, but he broke his face. So, like, what do you even expect in games three and four of somebody with a broken face? Um, but uh, Sixers, Heat, I'll get my prediction first. I had always said Heat in about five or six. I still say Heat in probably about five. Uh, I just think that, yeah, Joel would do what he needs to do. I always thought that. But my thing was, like, they have so many people to throw at James Harden. And, again, the Raptors, I don't think they had anybody who they could really count on day, get day in and day night. Game in, game in and game out to get a bucket. I think that he'd have at least a couple guys they could somewhat lean on to get a bucket. And again, with the Sixers, I think one of the main things that they do is they don't use Tobias Harris enough. They don't get the best out of out of um, him. And, and 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 for a guy who you're paying thirty five million dollars to, you have to get the best out of him because again, if you spread thirty five million dollars around, that's three to four quality guys that you would have in your rotation. And I actually think that they never get the best out of um, Tobias. So I'm going Sixers. I'm not not Sixers. Heating about five anyway, even if Embiid was there the whole time. Um, but what do you think about the series? Um, With Embiid, I think I would have to think harder. I don't think it would be the game that we think it is. I think it would be really good offense against really good defense. I mean, like, great. I think that I think Philly's offense is a little bit better than everybody gives it credit for. I definitely agree with you 
James Harden plays the same way. Shoot the three ball, go to the cup. Don't stop at the mid-range. So you got to put the bias in the corner, which you literally kill possessions and part of his offensive game. But I do think without Embiid, or if Embiid's they said Embiid's come back three, three in game three, three, three or four, four, right? I think Maxi Man is the guy that for some reason he keeps manufacturing big games. And I'm gonna get on the limb right now because I just don't know if Embiid is actually going to come back. You know, he that's a lot of chatter, but I think the Philly is gonna win two games. I don't know how, but I think that Maxi kid is, is something special. I think James will figure out small things, and I do think they have to use Tobias Harris a lot to, more yeah, yeah, sure. with Embiid. And I think, you know, those are two guys who figure out how to get it done, and they could defend a little bit. You know, they're not quite where they need to be, I would say, but they can defend a little bit. It's it's people don't really give Philly defense enough credit, no, yeah, yeah, but I'm sure. sure Doc will figure out a way to screw it up. Shout out to the <laughs> to Doc because I love him with all my heart. I love him as a player, but as a coach, I just am not impressed you know what I mean and he'll figure out a way to screw it up but I think they make some of these games really fucking interesting you know what I mean they 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 not bad and it ain't like you know Miami crashes the cup crazy you know what I mean they they still a perimeter team they offense ain't as great as it should be but I mean obviously I think Spolstra out coaches Doc and they are talent down so I really don't have to overthink what it looks like I I don't I don't know if Embiid is gonna come back there for that could be a lot of hype you break somebody's face, you know, it's tough. Broken face. So, but what's going to be weird is I think Philly gets two games. It's crazy as it sounds. I mean, I think it's – I mean, again, I don't think Philly will get ran out the gym. I just don't think they'll win this series. I didn't think they was going to win this series if Embiid played all seven games. I just – again, when I just look at it, I think they have too many people to throw at James Harden. Like just too many bodies. Like, again, if – if if again, if the Raptors took them six – and 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 I don't think they have a player as good as Jimmy Butler. I don't think they. I mean, even Hero can get you a bucket. I mean, even Bam, he's not completely offensively inept. He can get you at least twenty-two points. So like, I think they have more weapons than what the Raptors have. And just looking at what the Raptors could do to Harden. And again, my thing with Harden is not even really his. I need. I know people are like, oh, we need thirty, and I'm like, that's not the James Harden that I think we need to see. I think James Harden we need to see is eighteen and twelve, twenty and twelve. But don't turn the ball over a whole bunch. But I don't know against Miami how he does that. And, again, Spolster, you're talking about one of the best coaches I personally think in the history of the league at this point at least. I think Spolster can get you at least two games, at least just himself getting you two games. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I, if, if if all the guys was there, it'd be tough. Because, I, I again – I would still say Heat and Six. I, I, I'd be worried only because Philly can really defend. And Miami's offense is not spectacular. I mean, so I think I would have to really think about the geometry. Like, I I definitely think they misuse Embiid. I think Embiid is misused in that offense. And I think... um, How would you use Embiid in the offense? uh, He'd be a lot closer to the hoop consistently. He'd be a lot closer. He'd be playing a lot more dream-type games. You know, I mean, I wouldn't post... I definitely have him in a couple more post-ups, but I have him a lot more... Face ups around 17, 16 feet. Like he should only have to make two moves and get a look. Him having to dribble, cross, hezzy, you know, same thing we talked about in the next series, where it was like, I, I always felt like with KD, that was gonna always be tough because, you know, you, you, you know, you gotta remember the guys that we watch come in the league, you know, KD, Steph, 
Clay, these guys are 33, 34 years old. Some of them coming now. off injuries. KD came off a Achilles. Achilles tear and or and and some kind of meniscus injury. Like these are the things that start to slow you down as a player with age, right? You 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 sure. just slow down. So again, it's one thing you playing a seven foot or 23 feet and you ask them to make a move in the regular seasons. Another thing when it's the playoffs, you said make a move and now Al Horford, you know, stand in front of you. And I think with Embiid, you know, they don't do a good job of putting him in his best positions on the floor to be efficient as he can be with his size. He's a really skilled guy. You know what I mean? Really creative guy. Uh, but I would only have him creating 16, 17 feet, 80% of the time. Like it's two moves and it's two moves and a move, man. It's way too much. Six moves and a, and a shot. We need two moves and a shot. Dribble, 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 step back. Yeah, like, no, 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 that's out. What are we we need two moves and a shot. And I think dream was the king of that. You know I mean, he'll rock you to sleep or face up two moves in a look. It's way too much. Carl Anthony Towns, Hezzy's crosses too much. And I too think much, you're yeah. undervaluing the taller players and you don't have the type of defense to do that, to make your big guys inefficient. You need also, much more efficient offense out of your big guys. It's also how you get hurt though. I mean, you see him always yeah, falling. Yeah, the the limbs is different, get, man. It's, it's only so many LeBron James. It's only so many, you know, uh, Kevin Durant. There's only so many Giannis's where, athletically they can afford their body is evolving into the next generation. Most of us like AD, you know what I mean? Like we talk shit about AD and I'm like, nigga, AD is playing for the perimeter. That, look at them <laughs> limbs when he make them moves. For sure. It don't even look like his limbs it's supposed to like do a that. grasshopper. Like it's not <laughs> supposed to do that. Yeah. It's supposed to do that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm really, but I do think Philly wins two games. I think Maxie is really important. I think they can still guard. You know, I think they can still guard, and I think Miami don't have a great offense. No, 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 no. I don't know. I, I don't. I do not think Miami has a great offense. No, even their best offensive players, Jimmy Butler, that's not. You know, like that's that's like really. I don't think they have a great offense, but I do think they have enough people that they could lean on for one to two minutes to carry them through those stretches when things go south. But I do not think that they have a great offense, though. Yeah. Fair. But moving on, last topic I want to go through today. Obviously, we saw game one. Um, Bucks won. I know a lot of people, you know, Middleton probably won't be back for this entire series. Um, but Celtics versus Bucks. Uh, I know we've talked about it uh just personally, but for the people, what do you think about the series? What did you see in game one? Did anything shock you at all? Um, and how do you think this series turns out? I always thought the Bucks was gonna beat the Celtics without Chris Middleton. Without Chris Middleton, they're the same team to a degree. It's just better at certain places, right? Um, everybody told me I was crazy. Oh, man, you crazy. I'm like, bro, the Celtics offense, the Celtics offense, um, they don't have an efficient offense. <laughs> Even the sure. player that we celebrate, that that everybody celebrates. And I oh, think Jason Tatum's yeah, a good sure. player. Sure. But I definitely think he's an overrated offensive uh, player. I 1,000% I think defense, he's coming into his own, you know, as sure. a player, so he's fine. But, bro, it's like you shoot 45% in your greatest series, right, in the series against the Nets, where everybody's like, oh, he outplayed Kevin Durant. I'm like, no, Not he didn't. really. He just played against a, a horrible defense, and Kevin Durant played against a really great defense. The best offensive yeah. game he had, I thought, was game four. Yeah. I'm like, and, even and, the game he had 39 points, I'm like, bro, it wasn't really that. Like, it wasn't, yeah. I didn't, okay. It wasn't sensational. He wasn't <laughs> killing and cooking. Yeah, like, it was like, okay. It, it's, it's, he does a good job for a guy six eight six nine. Like, he's pretty cool. It, it, at times, it's T-Mac vibe. But if he was say Kobe, like, I'm like, it's a lot more T-Mac yeah, than Kobe. Sure. Yeah, 
Yeah, but he's so offensively. But um, that's actually who he looks like a lot of times. But uh, that's fair. A less athletic T Mac. Definitely less athletic. But T Mac didn't always play through his athleticism anyway. But okay, so fair. Um, the point is, it's like you have you have Giannis to guard Tatum when it's time. You have you know uh, uh, Drew to guard. Jalen Brown because he plays on the perimeter when it's time, right? The problem is when it's going the other way, it's like, what do you, like, you you, you held Giannis to probably his worst scoring game of the series. Yeah. Right? You held him to 8-25. He still manufactures 13 rebounds and 12 12 assists assists and shit like that. However many blocks and whatever. I'm saying just whatever, like in Brooke Lopez. Like, the the thing is, the Celtics are are the league's probably best perimeter team at this point. It's the league's best perimeter team probably right there. And they can guard the interior. If they As a perimeter team, let's say they're a 10. As an interior defensive team, let's say they're a 7. The problem is the motherfucking Bucks can guard the perimeter just as good. Yeah. But turn around, their defense is geared to stopping every layup. That's For their sure. defense. Brooke Lopez, that's where people don't give Coach Bud his credit. Their defense is geared to stopping layups. layups. So once they got Drew Holiday to start really doing his job on the perimeter and destroying, once he came, you know, it was oh, it was like, oh, yeah, we, we good. Now it's on. So even without Chris Middleton, everybody's role and responsibility in that set is so simple. You know, you don't have to compromise your normal position. You're not playing with LeBron James. You could play what you, you could just do what you do. Yeah. Feel me? Drew is the only person that we need to literally be a combo guard. Outside of that, they have a bunch of guys who literally were weird guys in the first place that don't fit on other teams. Grayson Allen, uh, Matthew, what's, uh, what's his name? Matthew. Wesley Matthews. Wesley Matthews. What's the other, other white boy that gets busy? Uh, Cotton. Pat, yeah, yeah. Pat uh, Connaughton. Yeah, that guy. Those guys don't fit on other teams, right? Because they play weird. But it fits on this team. Yeah. So again, you know, filling in that space in this series because the the um the Celtics offense wasn't ever prolific. Like the Nets defense was just so bad. They got layups. Like, you're not getting that against this team. So it's going to take you to shoot a lot of threes. You're going to have to have these really impressive perimeter games with guys who could really guard the perimeter. Yeah, And they're going to keep going at the cup. See, keep going to the cup. See, my thing that I know is about the Celtics, because granted, I I never, I didn't, I didn't watch the Celtics play a whole lot during the um, regular season just because Boston, like at that point, I was probably watching the Philly game or something like that. But what I noticed is they take a lot of bad shots. And, and and the Nets aren't a trend. Like, again, if Ben Simmons was there and he was fully healthy and fully realized and was able to play, maybe it would have worked out differently because some of the bad shots would have turned in transition uh, buckets. And, you know, you got Steph Curry and you got Patty Mills, which you could dish it out, whatever. But KD and Kyrie aren't really transition players, especially KD at his age now. And Kyrie, yeah. I don't think Kyrie has ever really been a – he's been more of a no. half-court, like, wizard his, pretty much his whole career. Sure. So you can get away with some of those bad shots – because when the ball bounces, they probably just going to walk the ball up the court. KD want to get into his little mid-range and do what he do from there so you can still pretty much get, go back and get your defense set. What you saw in this is when they taking them threes, Giannis getting the ball, I am down the court. Giannis, I am straight Giannis, down the court. Giannis is easily the greatest transition player in the game today. For sure. You know what I mean? True. So that's the thing about it. When you miss, when they, you, gone. You, they, they gone. Again, I, like, 
I, I love Marcus Smart defensively. I think offensively, he's not offensively inept. Like, Marcus Smart is a guy where it's like, if he has 20 points, I am not shocked. He can do that. But the ball ends up in Marcus Smart's hands for a three way too many times more than it should. Jason Tatum, again, we talked about it. He's a guy who, I think he takes like 12 threes some games and like six of them be step backs. You cannot convince me those are good shots. I don't give a fuck what era of the NBA we playing in. You cannot convince me those are good shots. <laughs> All them shots wouldn't be good for Steph Curry, and that's Steph Curry. So yeah. you definitely can't convince me that they're good for you. And when you missing those shots and you got Giannis in transition, that look a whole lot different than you miss those shots against the Nets. And that's to me, is the main thing. I don't think Boston plays smart enough offensively. And even some of the physical advantages that they had, like KD, yes, he's seven feet, but he's a slender guy, slender build. You see that play when Tatum was trying to guard Giannis? Man, just fell on over. Like, that's not the same as that's not the same as guarding them, dog. It's two different type that's of two different type and, of and, two different type of people. Yeah, and, and it's tough because they pride themselves as a defensive team, and that's really important. The Bucs play the same type of defense the Celtics play. For sure. They're just as ferocious with a better defender. With a more versatile defender. For sure. You know what I mean? With other guys around that can defend at high levels. I mean, Brooke Lopez is really smart. And it's funny because in the group chat with some partners, I, they was laughing at me in the middle of the season. I'm like, man, they like, the, the Bucks going to do it again? I'm like, yeah. They said, oh, it don't look right. I said, that. wait till they get Brooke back. Lopez not there. Watch when they get Brooke back. When they get Brooke back, that establishes their rim protection. He's such a high IQ player. He can shoot that corner three to spread that floor. It opens up that offense. You know what I mean? And it becomes a completely different animal. And one thing they do well is they guard the paint. They guard the paint, man. They guard the paint. And they'll give you those looks. That's something they will give up. They'll give up them threes if that's what you're going to keep chasing. And they're going to come back. And as soon as you miss with them long misses, man, that big old man going to take that thing out there and just go. (laughs) Zoom up the court. And then he's so fast. It's four steps and he's at the other cup. He be at the free throw line at, at they free throw line and take Both four steps, steps and at the did. cup, man. He did. So like, this series was never going to be what people wanted it to be for Boston because they're they're like a, a, a they're not the version like Tatum is a, a Tatum is a less version of motherfucking Tatum is a less version of fucking Giannis. You mean it's like he's not at nowhere near efficient as offense, right? For sure. And as good of a defender, like Giannis still making him look like yeah. he can't defend. So, <laughs> you mean when they have those same matchups, they're gonna make sure Marcus Smart is getting the looks, and whoever's guarding Marcus Smart can guard. It's not gonna be some guy that can't guard, it's not gonna be this random guy that can't guard. It's gonna be somebody, one of them little crazy, that little crazy white boy that was knocking all <laughs> the shots down, yeah, or right. George Hill or Wesley yeah, Matthews or or Grayson that like the crazy ones who were like yeah I'm not giving you nothing but even but but even that look at their body types yeah. like the Nets have very slender guys the, I mean, Wesley, shoot, Wesley Matthews big as hell yeah, like just yeah. look at the like I mean even like gee Marcus Mark got hurt three times trying to play defense in that game yeah. <laughs> they was all getting hurt because they were they defense. were abusive. To the Nets. And now like, <laughs> don't need to get like, a beat. Like and Robert Williams, it was a play where I think that's Robert Williams, right? He came back, yeah. right? And I'm looking at a play where he's like, God damn. <laughs> like, like yo. this is your this is your most powerful guy on the court. And this is your he's all, like, yeah, all out is, trying uh, to guard Giannis. Uh, he's complaining to the ref. I'm like, shit, man. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? So yeah, I I'm again, I don't think it'll be a sweep. I think I'm I'm gonna put some respect. They'll they'll get 
a game or two, maybe it'll be six. But I don't think they win the series. I I, I just I just I it's gonna be tough, it. man. That offense ain't where it need to be, and um, they they're always gonna have a weird time, right? Because they need the Bucks to not be there. You know, you need somebody who don't go after the cup, abuse the cup yeah. like that to not be there. You know, you need somebody who's more manageable on the perimeter. It'd be fine. You know, if, if they was first seed, they'd be fine. You know what I mean? But if you got to deal with that boy coming to that cup, man, it's just tough. It's tough. It's tough, man. That's a big old guy. And again, they did a great job on him defensively. Yeah, a, like he uh, missed, nice job. But it's and, like, and I also missed. can't trust Giannis to miss that many layups again. And that's my point. Like, I can't trust him to miss that many layups again. And not to mention defenses historically, great defenses historically get better game three. That's why the Bucs, damn, they won every game three last year in the playoffs. You look at Jordan's history as the Bulls, that second run, defenses get better in game three. So, like, I really felt the Celtics, if you know, they needed that game because it's like, you know, if you get this next game, you – you know, you, you letting Coach Bud lock in. Like, he's starting – so you're going to give him both your looks, right? You're going to give him both your offensive looks at home. You Now, see, the first time you gave him the look, you're supposed to give him one look and get a game. Now the second game, you give him another look and get a game, and now he know your looks. So by game three, like, I'm set. Yeah. But your first look didn't work. <laughs> For sure. There's a really strong chance – your second and, and it's different from the Miz, the Grizzlies, and the Warriors game, right? Because I felt like Memphis had it in their hand. Yeah, Memphis can go back and look and say, "Yo, if we do one or we two do things, one or two things better." Boston lost by like fifteen points, and, and it wasn't the loss by fifteen. They looked dominated. Yeah, like like the Grizz never looked dominated. They just looked outsmarted for sure. The the Celtics looked dominated. Like what the like you could just tell it was like. <laughs> What like we just swept KD, and I'm sure that brought this false sense of, you know, and, and it's funny because I was telling them that I'm like, it's funny because you have to think like this is your matchup last year, like you just lost this matchup, so you yeah. won it this okay, year. Okay, yeah, we and here. You swept them. Yeah, you like okay, we here, we good, we yeah, yeah we, 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 good. we good, we swept them. Like we, and it's like you run into a different threat that prized themselves as. So not only is their offense phenomenal. Right through this one offensive talent, right? They, they don't have a, the greatest offense, but they have such a phenomenal offensive yeah, yeah. talent. They can figure it right? out. Right, it, it powers their offense. But they play the type of defense you play. Yeah. So if you want to get physical, that's right up the alley. Hey, Ooh, we can get physical even, too. Even the little white Grayson Allen, like he's like, yeah, this art. What's up? <laughs> Grayson Allen broke a man's wrist. Yeah, like what's yeah, what, Like what are we doing? So it's one of those things where the Celtics just gonna have a long. They don't have a hard time, man. It's just tough. So I'm definitely – I like they coach a lot. I think he coaches great. I think Bud – I've been saying it for years. Bud's an underrated coach. Bud takes a lot of criticism for decisions, but Bud has a way he wants his shit to run, and now that he has the, the people to facilitate it, you know what I mean, it looked like he a genius. For sure. You know what I mean? So – one last question before we get out of here. I'm going to put a thank you for watching. So, again, shout out all y'all for watching Hoops and Brews. Again, appreciate it. Glasses, thank you for coming on. My dog, thank appreciate you, you. But one last thing. I know, again, we've talked about it, but for the people discussing one time, finals prediction. Who's going to be in the finals? Who's going to win the finals? And why? So, we still a ways away. And still the way people getting injured, right? ain't no yeah, telling. Yeah, no telling. But everything but, says Bucks and Warriors. Okay. Bucks and Warriors. Um, 
I don't know, man. I, I, smart money says bucks, but you also talk about the Warriors. that type of experience for that long at that level, that type of desire to get back. You know what I'm saying? And um, them probably appreciating it more than what they've ever had. Yeah. yeah. Like, they, like, so, like, yeah. I think. So I'm, I'm a, I'm a go out, the, I'm a go out the window. Fuck it. I'm gonna say the Bucks because I said I've been saying the Bucks all year win back to back with this team, but I think the Warriors come back next year and win. Why? Because I think, think the Warriors have all the pieces they need to to make the last trade to be there. I think they they come rested. I think they come fresh. I think they take their time. They figure out what they have. That's a smart organization, a smart sure. group of coaches. And I just think they, like Steph, I, I, I can't say this enough. Steph Curry's such an unselfish talent. He right? came off and, the bench. Yeah, that's just crazy. <laughs> what are you doing, right? Steph? So it's like, what are you doing? I think they pick up the last pieces they need to contend. Like if they had a Rudy Gobert, it's different. I, I, literally, I just, yeah. I literally put the, I, I, again, that was a thing. Allegedly, granted, rumors, we don't fucking know. But it said the Warriors would be interested in trading for Rudy Gobert. If the yeah, Warriors we, get Rudy Gobert, we are fucked. Think How about did it, you allow if, that to happen? You do Wiggins and Wiseman. If I'm the Jazz, why don't I do that? Yeah, yeah, give me that. Wiggins, Wiseman, they throw me a pick or she throw me Moody or somebody else. Fuck it, I'll do it. But again, I think to stop Giannis, you need a center. Yeah. So I don't know if the Bucks go three times in a row because I really don't think they had a personnel for it. Yeah, for, yeah. That's I think lot. they need to upgrade in personnel. Like people don't realize how good Scottie Pippen was. That's why Jordan could keep showing. Then they got Dennis Rodman. That's why they can keep showing up. Like you yeah. have to have. Phenomenal talent to Jordan keep played with up. the best player at his position basically for a decade. Yeah, the only yeah, argument so. is Grant Hill, but yeah. So again, you have to have phenomenal talent to keep showing up. That's why LeBron kept switching talents. He's like, I need phenomenal I need, talent yeah. to keep showing up. For sure. Right. So you need phenomenal talent to keep showing up. And I think the Warriors had that phenomenal talent. Um, I just think again at the end of the day, the Bucks, man, it's like e- effort, effort, right? is effort is what drives really great talents to become legends or the greatest like effort that's the only separation is effort right once you get to that once you get in there you become a, a all-time great talent and then mental makeup is how you become the greatest right you you have to figure out mentally how you could do it with Giannis as far as a player like effort the fuel for his effort is opportunity and his, and his brothers over here, right, we, we use attitude to fuel our effort, chip on our shoulders, right? The, the desire to show the world, show the white folks, show the world, whatever. And Michael Jordan, you know, his, his attitude fuels effort. Even Magic Johnson, who seemed like the nice player in the world, was a really filthy nigga when it came down to this shit. Like, he was fueled to like, yeah, I feel to do this to y'all with a smile. And I think we're watching, like I said, something we talked about where these all these overseas players, right, are starting to make their mark in the NBA because of their fuel is opportunity. So we'll look at a Ben Simmons. We're hypercritical of him. You know, we're, we're hypercritical of him. You know, this, that, and the third and blah, blah, blah. But it's like they, they, they don't have attitude. That's not what they're playing no, with. They yeah. What's fueling their effort, right, is opportunity. And then you'll start to see attitude. But to make my point with Steph, you know, you, you're looking at somebody who, who has a genuine love of the game. You know what I mean? It's just insanely weird you know that he he doesn't have this type of ego and i just think you know players like that that mental makeup puts you 
further than you were supposed to go. Because if you really think about it, Steph probably shouldn't be done. But because of his mind state and understanding the value of stuff and letting not worried about his position and focusing, look where he's at, man. He, he's, he has a chance to be right back in the finals again for what would be the, what is this, the sixth or Six seventh time? time? Yeah, yeah, six times. They I won think. three. They lost two. Six times? Six times. Six times. Time I mean, I, I could see him being able to go seven times. You know, them making the adjustment to figure it out. A player like Rudy Gobert for Wiseman and Wiggins, you know, moving Clay to the three. And and, and having that when you need it against centers to get the win. You know, balancing the minutes. Another thing, the Warriors do a great job of balancing minutes. For sure. That's they don't run the guys to the ground. Thing. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They don't, yeah. They don't run the guys. Um, in the, Bud does that too, though, with Giannis, though. I think Bud does a Bud, phenomenal Bud, job Bud too. Does, yeah, Bud does Bud does a phenomenal yeah, job. Uh, well. It's one of it's one of my worst criticisms of Steve Nash. Like one of the worst things is his minute bro, management. Minute, like GG, you like bro, you played Kevin Durant forty five minutes, and he probably has to guard the best player, yeah. and he has to go score thirty, and he's thirty four years old. G, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> you can't find you. We can't get these minutes to 38, 39, 40? I'm I'm telling the homies right. Because I told him, I said, when this series is over, there's going to be this narrative that Tatum surpassed Kevin Durant. Oh, he's passing the torch. Oh. And it sure as shit, here goes the talk. Oh, Jason Tatum. I said, but the greatest part is, they second round is going to make them realize real fast <laughs> no. it's not what you want it no, to be. It wasn't, uh, wasn't that. It wasn't that. So, again, I, I think everybody's going to have a hard time on both teams. You know, it's going to be tough. I mean, it's going to be tough to score because both teams defend really well. But I think Tatum is going to have a really hard time because I think that's who Bud is scheming on. He's like, yo, I got schemes for you, boy. I got schemes for you, kid. For sure. And here they come. But for last time, so finals, you got Warriors, you got Bucks, and you and you said Bucks going to win. I'm going to I'm I'm stick Bucks with Bucks winning this year. Hypothetically in what? Bucks and huh? what? Bucks in what? Six, seven, what? I think you had to have. I think you have six, seven games to knock out the champions. You, you ain't just have knock six. out the you champions. You ain't. You ain't. If if it if it goes seven, give me the Warriors. If it goes seven, I still like the Bucks because they was there last year. Fair. But again, if the Warriors win, I'm not surprised. You talking about probably one of the greatest defensive minds on the court, of Draymond Green, and one of the greatest offensive talents in ever, and Steph Curry. It's still a whole. You know, it's still a great defense. You For know sure. what I mean? So I I wouldn't be surprised if the Warriors. Won. It makes sense to pick the Warriors, but I just genuinely believe when you don't have a center against you playing against Giannis, it's like when you didn't have a center and you played against LeBron. Remember LeBron in Cleveland for years? He would run into these dominant wing-center combinations. Right? Remember yeah. at first it was Tayshaun Prince and Ben, ben Wallace. Wallace. It was uh, Kevin Garnett and Pierce, yeah, Pierce. whatever they used. Then it was Dwight, Dwight Howard and Petries or – Rashard Lewis, whoever, right? And that's what yeah. it was. So then when he finally gets to play Dallas, it's Tyson Chandler yeah. and Jason Kidd. And then yeah. now you're playing against, guess what? You know who don't have it? The Thunder in 2013. You have Kendrick. You know, right? And that's why his greatest win to me is always the 2013 championship for against sure. the Spurs. Spurs, for sure. Because guess what? There was no cent- There was a center there. Tim yeah, was there. Tim Duggan. Yeah, Tim that Duggan. was his greatest win. Not the three-in-one series where... Bogey got hurt and Draymond got hurt. Now, yeah. not the, you know, the, the 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 bubble season where veterans got to rest three months and play for a championship and still didn't play against a center. You yeah. feel me? But the time he toppled Tim Duncan because Tim Duncan. that was his all time great to topple. 
So, again, I think that's the same thing with Giannis. You got to have a big. You got to have somebody out there that's going to be like, no, this is not available. <laughs> and I think sure. even against like a Draymond, he's not big enough to say, no, this is no, not, available. not available. Yeah, Looney is not big enough to say, no, this is not available. not available. Yeah. So, again, I think that style of play, because very much Giannis is LeBron James' kid, even with a much more sicker sense of defense. For sure. Uh, like intention and effort. I mean, you need a center to deny you those opportunities from that kind of guy. Without it, long as they could defend the wing and the and interior, you good as cooked. For sure. Because they gonna come, he's gonna come in there and it's like with Shaq, man. He, if you, you couldn't guard Shaq, it was yeah. And it's different because even Shaq, you know, at least he will post up. So Dennis oh, Rodman yeah. could just have him in awkward position. Giannis, man, you just he got the ball. He coming downhill, man. Downhill, yeah. And there's no way no human being should be that big and be able to come downhill without being hurt consistently. For sure. Same thing with LeBron when he first came in the NBA. So for sure. I, I, I like the right now, I like the Warriors and the Bucks. I like the Bucks pulling it out. But as weird as it sounds, I like the Warriors being right back there next year and getting that fourth one for Steph and Clay and Drake. For sure, for sure, for sure. So, man, once again, bro, thank you for coming on. Appreciate you, my dog. Um but yeah, man, that's that's been uh hoops and brews. Um, another one again. Thank all y'all for watching. We will be back in person next week. Uh, the homie Joe will be back in the building. Uh, but yeah, man, appreciate y'all, man. Highlight y'all later.